got a picture, I think. We all recognise it, don't we? Buckingham Palace. Uh, now, imagine this afternoon, uh, after service, uh, I hopped on the tube at Wood Green, went down Green Park, uh, across the park, and into Buckingham Palace, through the gates, across uh, the sort of uh, forecourt there, uh, through underneath those sort of iconic colonnades into the courtyard, and then up inside the building, up the marble staircase, uh, through into uh, the throne room, dripping with red velvet and uh, gilt. Uh, and there at the end is the Queen uh, on her throne. And I sit down next to her and I say, Hi Mum, I've got a few things to talk about. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Wholly inappropriate. The height of presumption really. Because how you speak to someone, how you gain access to someone, depends on the kind of relationship that you have with them. And I don't have that kind of relationship with the Queen. Uh, I looked it up this week, the various uh, titles that are hers. Uh, Apparently her official title, Her Royal Highness Elizabeth II of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland, of her other realms and territories, Queen, Head of the Commonwealth, Defender of the Faith. I don't get to add mum to that list. That's not the relationship I have with her. I live in her realm, not in her family. I'm her subject, not her child. See, how you speak to someone is determined by the kind of relationship you have with them. Now, rewind. 2,000 years. Jesus tells his disciples, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. The word Father, um, in Aramaic, it's, it's Abba. It's the word that uh, young children would have used of, of their father, Daddy. But it's also the word that adults would have used of their uh, sort of grey-haired elders. It, it has intimacy, in other words, and respect. Dad is probably about the closest we'd get. Jesus says to his followers, you should call God Almighty, the creator of all things, the judge of all people, who's holy and righteous and immortal, dwelling in inapproachable light, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, you should call him Dad. Now how can that possibly be appropriate? How can that be anything other than the height of presumption? We're his creatures, yes, his subjects, yes, his children. See, we can't call God Father by rights. It's only because this prayer is so familiar to us that we're blind, if you like, to how surprising it is. See, the, the danger of living in a culture where the Lord's Prayer has been common, common currency, where for hundreds of years Christians have been talking about this access to God as Father, is that we've come to assume, I think, that this relationship is a right. And let me suggest you can only presume this kind of relationship, we can only call the King of Kings Dad, and think that is appropriate because of who we are, as if we're entitled to, if we've forgotten who God is. It's the only way can do it. If you shrink God down to be like us, 
not the king of his creation, not the holy one in the face of evil, but just a spiritual dad. Trouble is, if that's all he is, if you've shrunk him down to be like you, well, why would you pray to a God like that? You've reduced him to a kind of divine comfort blanket. That might explain why many of us pray the way we do, why perhaps we don't bother praying, or when we do, we pray for small things. But what happens when we remember who God is? The one who sits enthroned in heaven, when we remember all his titles? Well, suddenly he's worth praying to, isn't he? But at the same time, how can we be confident that we're going to get a hearing? What right do we have to come before the judge of the universe and pray, can you deal with that evil over there? But but there's no evil over here. There's nothing to see here. Can we say that? How can we pray to the king of the universe and say, you should be aligning yourself with me. You should be interested in what I'm interested in. You should be blessing me. Can we say that? See, the trouble is, the analogy of the Queen and Buckingham Palace, it breaks down because ultimately the Queen is like us, isn't she? Some of us here may be Republicans. We may be bristling at the idea that she does reign because she's just like me. What right does she have? The Bible presents a God who is not like us, who we can't shrink down to our level, who's worth praying to, therefore, but for whom access and relationship, well... We don't have that right. So how can we have it? How can we have it? Here's here's the first thing. Well, Jesus calls God the Father by right. He can do that. He's the Son of God. He's God the Son. A thousand years before, we heard it in our uh, reading, didn't we? Uh, God made a promise to King David. He would one day have uh, a son in his line. And he says, verse 14, at the end of that reading... I will be his father, and he shall be my son. Already a little bit earlier in in Matthew's Gospel, uh, Jesus has been baptised. And if you like, it's a kind of coronation. We get the the words of Psalm 2. God the Father speaks down and says, This is my son, the royal son. This is the one. See, Jesus has titles of his own to help us know who he is. He's... The son of God, the human king who was promised, the one who can relate to God the Father as his father, who has that right. It's only him who has it. He's got another title. Uh, Jesus is uh, God the Son, the second person of the Trinity. Uh, Throughout eternity, he's related to God the Father as his father. And now as the incarnate Jesus, he, he... shows us what that relationship looks like. Time and time again we hear Abba on his lips as he prays. As Son of God, as God the Son, he has that right. Got another picture, I think. It's the Oval Office. It's Barack Obama with his two daughters. You and I don't get to walk in there. We don't get to disturb the President, give him a hug, have a chat. They do, by rights. Because they're his kids. That's how it works. 
Through Mark's Gospel, we've got Jesus as the Son talking to the Father with total freedom of access. And then he says to his followers, you're to address God the way I do. You can call him our Father. See, the relationship that Jesus has by rights, we can have through Jesus. We can call God Father through Jesus, but no other way. And that, it seems to me, is, is at the heart of the Christian gospel. It's why it's so wonderful. Uh, we've heard it already in the, the words of uh, the baptism promises there. If, if you trust Jesus as your saviour, if you follow him as your king, well then, you share in all his privileges. Not only does he deal with our sin, all the obstacles that would go with our approaching God, all the reasons why to one day come before him as maker and judge would be fearsome. He deals with all of that and then he shares with us all of his privileges, all of the benefits of his perfect life, his uh, perfect relationship uh, with God the Father. Now Martin Luther, one of the great reformers, uh, gave us a picture of that. Uh, He spoke of a a prince uh, and a beggar. There we go, it's a dangerous thing to agree to be godparents to our children. We've got a a prince who is rich uh, and uh, clothed in the finest of robes. And we've got a a beggar. Uh, She wears rags. She's in disgrace. The only thing she has are debts that she's amassed that she could never hope to pay off. Now what happens when the beggar marries the prince? When you get married in in a Church of England... Uh, uh, wedding service, you hear the words, all that I am, I give to you. And all that I have, I share with you. So there it is. The the prince takes the disgrace and he pays the debts. And the beggar, now that she's a wife, well, she's a princess and she shares his riches. All that I am, I give to you. All that I have, I share with you. Thanks. So it's not coincidence that the Bible gives us Marriage is a picture of the relationship between Christ and the church. At the heart of the gospel is a royal son who goes to the cross, who pays the debts that we could never pay, who bears the disgrace of the sins of his people, who takes their punishment for them, and who shares with them all of his privileges so that we might be rich in him so that we might be able to call God the Father our Father. Because the church, if you like, is married to the Son. Anyone know who this young girl is? Context will give it to you. We've got a picture. Anybody? 
Kate Middleton. Kate Middleton is a young girl. As a young girl growing up, she's got no more access to the Queen than you or I. She's a subject. She's not a child in the family. But then she marries the prince. And there's the photo of her uh, up on the balcony uh, at the palace with the prince and with the monarch. Everything changes. Now suddenly she's got a relationship which is not hers by rights, it's hers by marriage. But she's now got total access. So if you're here this morning you wouldn't call yourself a Christian. This is the good news at the heart of the Christian faith. You don't need to relate to God as only your creator and your judge with no right of access. You can come to Jesus and you can relate to him as a child with total access. All obstacles to sin removed. All prospects of future judgment dealt with. And all the privileges that Jesus' perfect life earns shared with you. All that I am, I give to you. All that I have, I share with you. Now, why would you reject that proposal out of hand? It's worth at least looking at, isn't it? And I guess for many of us here this morning, calling ourselves Christians, does this shape how you pray? Are you enjoying this total freedom of access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Or actually, has prayer become a chore for you? Or has it become a small thing because God has become a small God for you and so you bring a little shopping list of things for the week ahead but you're not praying big anymore because God is not big for you. See, there are dangers to familiarity with the Lord's Prayer. And one of them is that we shrink God and we forget the privilege that we have in being able to come to him and call him Father. I think it's right that we pray. I was just going to pray these three words, in effect. Uh, Our Father in heaven. Uh, But expand them out a little bit. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven. Thank you, Father, that we come to you not in our own right as individuals, but with the shared access we have for our common faith in Jesus. That together as the bride of the king, we can call you father. We marvel again at the privilege of being able to speak with you with the access of children. And we're sorry for where we've viewed prayer as a chore, as a way of earning your acceptance, as a way of getting into your good books. As a way of twisting your arm to get what we want from you. Thank you that we're accepted, we're adopted, we're secure in your family because of Jesus. Because he's died to bear our sin and now raised, shares with us all his privileges. Father, we're humbled to address you as our Father in heaven. You're the Lord who can do as he pleases, who's immeasurably great in his power and majesty and holiness. And so we're sorry where we've seen you as small. And so we've made our prayers small. For when we've come to you for a chat, 
for a bit of comfort but without really an expectation of your changing our situations and working out your great and glorious purposes. Father, thank you that you are not only our Father, but the creator and ruler of the universe, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, eternally just, perfect in compassion and wisdom and grace. And so please bring us to a deeper grasp of the relationship Jesus has won for us that we might take hold of and enjoy the privilege of prayer more and more. Amen. Now, spotted the, um, the cards around the keys. Um, I've got sort of contact details on one side, but on the other side are, is just space for any questions uh, or prayer requests. If there are things you particularly uh, would like uh, other Christians to be praying for, do write them on there, just pop them on the, uh, in the box at the back there with the question marks on. Uh, if you've got any questions on the back of what we've been thinking about this morning, again, just write the question down, pop it in there. Obviously, you can come and talk to me afterwards as well. Um, but either of those work. We're going to be thinking about the Lord's Prayer a lot over the next six weeks. So if you've got particular questions that relate to prayer, uh, we'd love to make sure that we deal with those uh, if we can. Or we're going to uh, sing again now. Uh, the grounds for our assurance, the one who has won for us this wonderful relationship with our Father in Heaven, uh, the one who reveals to us uh, the full depths of that love, how deep the Father's love for us. Let's stand and sing together.